This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Hi, everyone. Hey, y'all. How you doing? Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so happy to have you with us. We're always happy to have you. High five. your energy. Virtual high high five. five. Virtual high five. (laughs) Today's topic, I feel, is at the basis of a powerful life. Without it, we seem to always be on the quest for something outside of ourselves or find ourselves having created a reality that's not fully in alignment with our most powerful self. Wouldn't you agree, Jenna? I would definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah. This is... I kind of feel like this could be one of the most important topics to discuss, to understand, to dissect. Especially if you've been hating on yourself. (laughs) Well, that's part of the human condition. So I think that we all have that in us and we all have the capacity and inclination to do that. It's a matter of just catching it and understanding it's not real and it doesn't have to be that way. Mm. But we're going to get into our personal stories today about this topic So without further ado, today's topic is self-love attracts the life of your dreams and (laughs) self-hate repels everyone away from you, including (laughs) the love of your life, the income, the millions of dollars, the ultimate health, the opportunities, the adventures, the friendships, everything. So don't do that. Don't be hating on yourself. Don't be a, yeah, don't be hating. You're, you're perfect and beautiful. And Authenticity Jenna's, is the new perfection. It's all it's about true. being who you are. That's the new beauty. I mean, when I was growing up, it was like the standard of beauty was very one-dimensional. You know, it's mm. kind of Cindy just Crawford. like Cindy Crawford, cheerleader type of thing. But now it's like I feel there's so much more celebration of diversity and so much celebration of diverse beauty and people being themselves. And just want to go deeper into that and... Mm-hmm leave the past behind. That's honestly, when I'm in a room of people and there is a girl that is standing out and I'm just feeling my, the cells in my body gravitate towards her. I stop and I think, what is it about that person that I'm so drawn to? And when I sit back and start to study them and watch them, they are shining. They are unique. They are authentically themselves. Mm. And there is this openness, open eyes, open heart, open and body language. And for me, I read that like they just know who they are and they have accepted and love who they are and they're expressing it authentically. And there's this energetic pull towards that because obviously I recognize I have that within myself and that's something I want to activate more within myself. Totally stoke the fire of that. That's it. And also like, I, I also find, you know, like even if you're not, you're not fitting into a certain standard that you want to fit into. Um, I f- don't you, wouldn't you agree like Amber and listeners that when you see somebody who's really in their authenticity and really just finding the beauty of their own, you know, imperfections, that that is so liberating for the onlooker. It's like, it gives the onlooker permission, permission to do the to, same, to be like, I, she's, I'm beautiful too, you know? Yeah. And like, I, I find that is very powerful and it's just so appealing, you mm. know, and it just makes people love you mm. when you, when you can have that type of power. It's fascinating that beauty has been labeled as something that is just so one dimensional in the mm. fact where we're just looking at the physical form, mm. just in like the standard idea of beauty. But this concept goes so much deeper. Beauty mm. is who you choose to be mm-hmm. and so much more than just and, what you're born with. And your heart and what you're making yourself a vessel of on the inside. Like, are you making yourself a vessel of love? That's the most beautiful thing to me. It is. When someone has dedicated their life to be a vessel of love in this world, then no matter what they look like on the mm-hmm. outside, it's like they are just gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Self-love is, is the new sexy, is the sexiest everything. Just do it. Totally. Wait, definition. Okay, so here's my stab at a definition of self-love attracts, self-hate repels. The energy of self-love and self-acceptance unblocks you and allows you to attract your destiny with the confidence to go out and get it. Mm -hmm. Self-hate causes you to remain blocked, remain sick, or remain stagnant, and with all the cells of your body reflecting the hate that you are giving them. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And on 
more of a macrocosm yeah, in go for that. It. That was a not, no, a, not, f- not even a full definition. Yeah, that was, but that was whoa, just whoa. my stab at it. That was brilliant. <laughs> no, I resonate with that okay. very I gotta, deeply. I gotta on love a cellular myself. Level. I gotta, I gotta exactly. give myself some self love here and be like, I wrote it. That's it, girl. <laughs> Claim it. And then I'm reflecting the confidence that you're mirroring to me about yourself. Thank you. You get that? I'm like, Janet just claimed that. And it sounded so real and a true authentic expression of what you think self-love is. And I bought it because you claimed it. I'm like, wait (laughs) Um, a second. She's sure about that. So I'm sure about that too. It makes me feel safe because you are expressing knowing of yourself. Hot. Hot Jenna. You look sexy. (laughs) Yeah, girl. Um, yeah, I forgot what my point was before that rally. Anyway, like on the macrocosm, oh, is yeah. what you had said. Yeah, on the macrocosm, it, when you were saying that your cells are going to reflect, like when you're hating on yourself, your cells are going to reflect that and manifest physical, um, a physical expression of totally. that. May that be a health problem? May that be fatigue? Mm-hmm. May that be a blockage in finances? Depress- yeah, everything. Yeah. So I feel like this is such a beautiful way to check yourself, take an inventory to look across all the spectrums of life. If we're looking at what makes up your life. So career, finances, relationships, health, passion pursuits. Um, what else is there? Just all the elements of your life and see where is there a blockage or where have you manifested something um, out of vitality and that may be a place to give you a clue where you need to up the self-confidence, self-acceptance and self-belief. So can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think that your blockages in your life, because as you're think, talking, I was thinking about if that was true for me and it, I think it is true for me. So how do you think the blockages that you have in your life are a result of, of self-hate in a way? There is an element that I'm not accepting. Mm-hmm. Yes, I really believe that. Yeah, I believe that so for me too. even if it's subconscious, so there are certain physical manifestations that recently have been manifesting that I did, I truly tried to intentionally manifest the opposite. So for example, we discussed on a previous podcast we did, but I've just had my third pregnancy go wrong right but, but the baby made it to the uterus <laughs> so that was, a tiny, that's a pro that was a positive for probably a total of 24 hours and then decided get the heck out of there but what but, i'm saying is that even though so we're trying to conceive right i've already had a, a miscarriage and an ectopic pregnancy which was a nightmare which is why we're happy it made it to the uterus <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> um but so i i know that we're trying to conceive and i'm intentionally homing in on loving myself, accepting myself, opening myself to the spirit of the baby that wants to come through. We're calling her in. We're making wishes. I'm I'm really sending good vibes and love to myself and to this baby. And for me, I'm making intentional action and thoughts and movement towards accepting this. So why is, why did I have another miscarriage? Like how did that manifest if I, if it originated from a place of love. So I then went into what am I subconsciously holding on to mm-hmm. that is rooted in non-acceptance of myself? Mm-hmm. There is something like we did a brilliant podcast recently on spirit talks and coincidences. Mm. Haven't and posted that one yet, but maybe we will have by the time y- this one goes out. Yeah. I love that one. You are You such, like that one? Oh my gosh. Well, I thought you didn't like that one. Yeah. No, I love that okay. one. You're on fire. But it got me thinking, this can't just be, you know, it's not a coincidence that this is the third time a pregnancy hasn't gone through. So what am I trying to tell myself? What is What blockage is there that I can take responsibility and start getting empowered around and working through in order to get what I want, which is to be pregnant? So yeah, sorry, long answer, <laughs> trying to shorten it down, but basically... I feel like everything is coming from love or fear mm-hmm. and it could be a conscious or subconscious man, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual manifestation of where you're at in your self-love. So, you know, what I got from that is that hate really does come from fear, first of all, mm-hmm. and fear, like you might still have unconscious fear around, you know, being, even being a mom or being pregnant or, or like losing your independence or, you know, that type of thing that maybe still needs to be worked on. 
Or I think it could even go further back and it's genetically inherited okay, from so my let's, lineage. Let's talk about inheritance. Okay, great. So yeah, let's talk about whether we think self-love can be inherited or learned or both. And um, so you you think, so nature versus nurture, right? So yeah. if you inherited it genetically, that would be nature. But mm-hmm. if you inherited it by learning it, then mm-hmm. that would be nurture. So do you think it, you got it more from nature or nurture? So I think looking at my parents mm-hmm. and knowing them inside out, like I can feel who they are on a soul level mm-hmm. and then knowing who they are in the world, I think that I definitely have my father's physical disposition, for his f- physical constitution. I'm lean like him. I look very, I, I very much have his genetics in me. Mm-hmm. And he has a very similar outlook and attitude and emotional composition to me. Which is a light and adventurous yeah, outlook. Light, very optimistic, positive. So I can say very kind of confidently that I inherited my dad's optimistic um a kind of disposition mm-hmm. to life. Mm-hmm. And from that comes a lightness and I think that a low pain body. So I mm. think that I was born with just more of a light pain body where mm. I don't get pulled into, um, I don't have a cellular memory which keeps me in a low vibrational space. God, I love myself. that about you, but I apologize for my, my, my cellular memories. Well, let's get into that. <laughs> so where, so but, on, but on the nurture side as well, um, so I so I got kind of a bit of a um, push up in life coming in with a Your lighter yeah my dad genetic my dad's genetics but then I would say that I've spent most of my adult life trying to undo the damage that was done during my childhood which would be going against what the genetics I inherited so there's the nurture so yeah there's both so you got some 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 modeling of non-self-love. Yeah, big time, say. big time. And at the same time, I also believe that there's we come into this life with a bit of a soul history. Oh, yeah. So how many <laughs> times I <laughs> preach into the choir? So, you know, look at your past lives in mm. a, a Vedic astrology reading to get more of an idea of maybe what leads you to being just kind of a little more away from the self-love. Um, what about you? Like looking at your nature-nurture situation. Yeah, I think um, a lot of my blockages comes from just um, me not loving myself. And it has to do with the throat chakra blockage. It has to do with me being mortified uh, with what I speak or I don't know. Like I, when I put stuff out in the world, I have this sense of like, oh, I hate that, you know? And that's like my manifestation of self-hate, I think. Do you think and that's I coming think, from intellectual space? Like it's not good enough? No, I think it's coming from... Um, a deep soul history place and also from my family. So I think it was nurtured into me. I don't think it's my true nature, but I think it was nurtured into me by my mom and grandma being almost, I would call them something like very humble to the point of being self-deprecated, you know, like they, if, you, mm. if they see a picture of themselves, they're like, oh, I look horrible mm. or they never want to put themselves out into the world. And so that they taught me that was like the right way to act as a, as a female is like, don't put yourself out there. Don't put your art out there. Don't put anything out into the world. And that's how they feel because like they have embarrassment with their own selves. And so then that got, that got transferred to me. And then I also have this throat chakra blockage from past lives where, um, you know, speaking my truth and I was punished for that. So um, and like just feeling fear, like when I speak my truth. So that's what I'm trying to overcome. So you think that is the main reason you, you think that affects where your self love with yourself lies mostly? Yes, because I think, I think I have pretty good self love in the sense that like, I believe in myself and the, the thing that hinders me is what I just described. Okay. And so what is your story? I want the words from you, what your story is around that. So is the story, um, if I'm my authentic self, I will be punished, shunned, punished. shunned or punished. Okay. So that's your story. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah. And it really prevents me from, from doing what I need to do in this world to complete my mission. Well, that was my next question. What happens in your reality? What is the ripple effect when you buy into that story, that illusion that you will be punished if you are your authentic self? It causes me extreme frustration that that then manifests in different unhealthy ways like panic attacks. So it's connected to your crippling anxiety. Yeah. 
Okay. It is. And when I feel the least anxious or when I think of a world in which I don't feel anxious, it's when I'm able to freely express myself. Because right now you are so calm and you are so open and you're the Jenna. I know when you're completely grounded and happy and you're yeah. expressing yourself and doing, you know, what you're meant to be doing on earth. Yeah. And you know, like I've been pushed, you know, I've been, I've been pushing myself a lot. And one of the new things I didn't tell you about yet, but like spirit kind of told me that they want me to, um, you know, cause I've been practicing singing, but like nobody has ever heard me sing except for sometimes Amber and she like Insta stories it. <laughs> I'll and sneak it's, up on it's you. when I'm like not even trying, like I'm just trying to be like quiet because I don't feel mortified if I like sing loud and like really put myself out there. So what spirit's been kind of nudging me to do uh, Amber's going to have to help me with this, is um, to like really sing and play the piano all out, which you've never heard, by the way, mm-hmm. and to have you film it and put it on my Insta story. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god! They're really pushing me to like desensitize myself to that by putting, going all out and putting it on my Insta story because it'll disappear in 24 hours, but it'll desensitize me. Oh my gosh, mission, we're going to do this. Yeah. Are you committed to that? I'm committed to it, All right, yeah. let's do it after this yeah, recording. Yeah, we can do it after this recording. <gasps> Okay, guys, check out the Insta stories. Because it's like this blockage. It's like when I sing in front of people, I feel it like this huge chunk of like just stuckness, like cement Mm. stuck in my throat. And I just want to bust through so bad. Mm. So I don't want to do what Spirit said because I'm mortified, but I'm going to do it because I want that to change. They're activating you. They're activating me. That's so brilliant. Okay, so when you are in that place of self-love, believing in yourself, confidence, what do you attract into your reality? That's when I think that you can attract everything that's meant to be yours in terms of your destiny and and everything that you're here to do. And everything that we're here to do, if you're listening to this podcast, is, is really about turning the tide of consciousness. So when we're out there trying to turn the tide of consciousness, of course, there's going to be a backlash from the side of the coin that wants to keep things the way they are or prevent consciousness. So we're up against that too. Mm. Big one, spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. Check out that podcast and mm-hmm. and blog article. It's really good. So, okay, let's bring it back. Where would you say you are currently today? Because it's fluctuating. Obviously, mm. the duality of life. We're in, we're out, we're up, we're down. Mm. And that's all good. That's a human experience. <laughs> Don't get down on yourself for that. But today, where are you sitting on the self-love barometer? I would say I'm sitting at a seven. Seven? Yeah. Okay. Like I'm, I'm happy with myself, but I'm not that happy because I have not really expressed the things that are in my heart in a way that people can understand them. Okay. Do you think that you're attaching too much importance um, to outside elements? For example, once you publish that book or once you reach this mission, then you'll be able to accept yourself fully because you've done a good job then. Maybe it is somewhat external, but I also think it's very heavily connected to mission. And for me, it's connected to my throat chakra because I'm, I hear you on that, but it's like, I feel that, that me sitting here knowing things, whatever, just having them burn me up and just sitting in the corner, like on fire is, is just, it's frustrating for me. Like for me, there needs to be this communication. It's like, I feel there's all this stuck energy in my throat, like massive amounts of stuck energy. And I could scream it from the rooftops, which I have, and nobody listens. And then I still feel frustrated. So it's something about the exchanging of that where like I'm saying it and people are hearing it. Um, I, for some reason, I, I feel like that's necessary for me. So do you think that to get to a 10 out of 10, you need to be singing? Like, do you think that's going to change singing. the way you feel about yourself? Well, I don't know about singing. I know that singing has to do with the throat chakra and that's why I'm pushing myself to do that. But for me, it's less about singing and it's more about expressing whatever this energy is, mm-hmm. you know? And for me, like, I'm not a very community-oriented person. So for me, I'm very sort of solo most of the time, which is fine, and that suits me. Um, and I'm very introspective. I mean, sort of introverted, I'd say. Um, so for me, for some reason, it's about connecting with people in that way. Great. Yeah. I'm just trying to gauge to get to your 10 out of 10. Mm. I feel like it's an inside job. I feel like if we're attaching um, the, like, we'll get to our 10 out of 10 if we get that job, get that relationship, do that recital, whatever it may be, we'll never quite get there because the mind has this capacity to just keep everything just with 
not within our reach, which keeps us constantly needing more and not being enough. And we'll be enough when we lose that 10 pounds, when we, you know, get that job, whatever it may be. I agree. But I also think there is missions that we, I believe in soul missions, you know, and I, cause I feel mine so strongly. So I think there is part of a fulfillment aspect that might only be fulfilled for people if they're on their soul. If they're but what if you never reach the end of your soul mission? Then maybe you're not going to reach a 10 out of 10. Maybe not. I mean, for me, it's connected to mission. You know, mm-hmm. it is. And and to me like that, I don't necessarily need affirmation from other people that I'm right or that I'm good, but I just, it's something about this energetic connection where it, that's how I feel at this current stage. Mm-hmm. How about you? What's so that? you're connecting that to your self-worth. That's mm-hmm. what I'm getting to. I mean, you have to be if, because it's about your mission. And if you're not on your mission, then your self-worth on your barometer has gone down. I mean, I think I'm as content as I could be as a person, just like as in terms of like how I don't hate, I don't like hate myself for anything other than that I have not completed my mission. Okay. You know, how about you? Where am I on the yeah. barometer? Better than yesterday, higher than yesterday, <laughs> higher than the past couple of weeks. Uh, I would say today I'm probably at eight and a half. Yeah, nice. Yeah, you, you're a point and a, a half above <laughs> me. That point and a half, love that. Every little bit makes a difference. So what what would it take for you to get to a ten? And what's your story keeping you at an eight and a half? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I've had a bit, I've had a story that's plagued me for most of my life, which started to crack away when I fell pregnant by mistake. And that rewired my whole perception on my body's capacity to be ready. So the story is I'm not ready yet. So, um, that shows up in all aspects of my life. And I think that that's the story that's keeping me from a 10 out of 10, a 10 out of 10. So not ready yet could look like It's so funny. I'm the opposite. I'm like so ready that I'm like angry that it's not happening. (laughs) Yin yang. I know. That's why I'm with you. I need a little bit more of what you got. And I need what you got. Uh, So yeah. So I don't know. Just in starting projects, I need to research, research, study, research, do everything, make sure all my ducks are lined up. And then mm, until I know that everything's perfect and I'm prepped and then I'll be able to do it. And sometimes that never happens. <laughs> that whole syndrome of you just never get your project started. Um, or another thing that really prevents me from feeling totally um, accepting of myself is relationships. I really get affected by where my relationships sit in my life. So if I'm not satisfied with where I'm at with Carrie, for example, or one of my close relationships, I will feel taken out to a degree. I feel like that really affects my sense of self, which is interesting because I was looking back at my life, thinking about this topic today, to the time where my self-love was the lowest and where I was just totally annihilated. And that was during that phase of my twin flame where I was in this debaucherous relationship where I was so tox like toxically, I don't toxically know, addicted. To, you're toxically kind of in love and addicted that I put everything that I had into this exterior reflection of myself. And then when that started tanking, I, I, I hadn't invested enough into my autonomy that I was just taken out, that my whole life crashed down. So it's, it's very dangerous to attach your self-worth, I think, your self-worth to relationships and jobs. But you've just said that that's what you do. I know. So you're Yeah, try- that's what's keeping tra- how, me. How are you trying to work on that? Uh, therapy. Definitely. I text my therapist being like, coming back, open the doors. Nice. Um, I think that therapy has been just priceless in regards to she catches my blind spots and I can come in saying, I just got this, I just don't feel safe or I don't feel satisfied or I don't feel met or whatever the issue is that's kind of plaguing me and creating a sense of self-hate really which is then reflected in my environment I just keep seeing more of what I don't want to see because I it's reflecting that relationship with myself 
And she's able to sit down with me and say, okay, let's talk about when you first felt that as a child. When was that moment that you felt unsafe or that you felt that you weren't met or emotionally um, taken care of or whatever it may be? And she helps me unravel um, the subconscious go-to in my pain body, which is separation, separation. So as we know, we're either in um, connectedness, which is love, or separation, which is fear. Mm. And, and hate. So I just look for those moments where I feel myself moving away from Carrie or from the people I love. And then I stop and I think about what the therapist has told me. And I think about what is being triggered here that was triggered when I was a little girl that made me feel, you know, disconnected. And then that at least stops me in my tracks and I can start to understand that it's not real and that I can choose to move toward it. So yeah, that's kind of hey. what I'm trying to do to get to my 10. Nice. But, I, you know, it's life is wavering. It's up and down, as I said. So I don't know if I'll ever get to my 10 out of 10 forever. I may for a few days or hopefully the goal is to kind of lengthen that out so you're up on the 10 out of 10 side more than... And then than, pull up everyone else to 10 out of 10. Yeah, hopefully. Like I don't want to just be a 10 out of 10 and watch everyone else suffer. That would not be happy for me. Yeah, boring. I want everyone you want to be everyone a to 10 play out of 10. With you. I want everyone to be at peace on this planet. I want everyone mm. to be a 10 out of 10. I want everyone to be like wallowing in love and self-love and connectedness. That would be the ultimate. The mm. more people that do it, the more people will be able to rise to meet them because mm. you'll be outnumbered. That's what we want. That's what we want. That's what we're heading for. So just for the listeners... Just to make it really clear, when I'm not in that place of self-love, it looks like insecurity. I take everything personally. Someone will say something and in my mind, I'll make it about me. It's almost like my mind is looking for reasons to separate from love and to hate on myself. I feel Aww. stuck. I feel unsure about my, I all of a sudden don't trust my intuition. I become unsure about everything. Um, I become defensive, defenseless. I feel kind of hopeless. Like, what's the point? You know, what's the point of it all? I'm pushing uphill and there's no way I'm going to reach it. So just I feel like forget about you. it. And then, I, and then I say to myself, this life is all about suffering and pushing uphill and I'm going to just push uphill until the end. That's it. <laughs> Good attitude. Main reason I, the, the main... Yeah, how, how I can figure out that I'm not in a good place with my self-love is when I feel ungrateful. Mm. When I'm in a beautiful place and I have my beautiful family with me and I'm so blessed, but I can't get in touch with that internal sense of gratitude. So whenever I'm in that place, I go, okay, what else is going on? What's keeping me, what's blocking me and keeping me? What story made up illusion is keeping me from being loving myself and therefore loving everyone and whatever is around me? So yeah, angry as well, frustrated, like, like you said, Jenna. Yeah. For me, it always comes out as frustration and anxiety. Mm, that's a big one. Like, yeah, frustration. And then when you do are in a place of self-love, confidence, don't you feel like life is in the flow mm. when you're in a place where you're really, you're just accepting where you are, who you are every little bit about you, every bit about your life. For me, I feel in trust. I feel like the universe has me, things are flowing, people smile on me at the street, opportunities come to me. I feel like like if I close my eyes, I imagine myself with my arms wide open and my heart open and everything I always wanted is being poured into me, like an abundance of love and finances and adventures and everything I want. But then when I feel not like I'm hating on myself, I feel closed. Mm -hmm. My whole body language, my head's hanging mm, low and I miss it. Yeah, I miss it all. Versus expansion. And people turn away from me in those moments. <laughs> it's true. They turn their when back. I get paranoid and I and I start getting my head in a low self-love moment of, I don't know, anything could trigger it. Like it's my perspective. Like I make something mean more than it really is. Say, I'm just going to make up that someone forgot to invite me to a party. And then I take that personally and I make it mean that... I'm not good enough. And then I will start acting from that place of not feeling good enough. And then before I know it, I'm creating more of that situation. Like I'm then, you know, friends don't want to hang out with me because I'm a feeling they can, they can probably energetically sense I'm feeling needy and insecure or defensive or whatever it may be. Or so you just, just interpret it that way. True. But I kind of feel like what we project onto ourselves, we then start to create. 
Mm. You know, so the more I'm in my insecurity, the more I'm going to <laughs> create the situations to feel insecure genuinely. And, and also it's, yeah, a lot of it can be in your head. So, yeah. Nice. <sighs> so, all right, we can see how that affects our reality. Um, do you think you can have, have different levels of self-love in different departments of your oh, life? Oh, yeah. So where do you feel you have the most confidence and surety of who you are and acceptance of your true self? Where? So like where is that expressed most? Like motherhood or when you're making art? Yeah, I think I try to structure my life where I'm in doing things that make me feel good and confident. So motherhood, doing art, rollerblading to yoga, doing yoga. Which I saw Jenna, by the way, I was driving to Jenna's house and I saw this legend rollerblading with this look of determination on her face with a a galaxy constellation helmet on and purple tie dye -dye pants. And I'm like, no way. That is Jenna rollerblading in front of my car. Yeah. I, I, do, so. I do feel really like confident when I'm rollerblading. I like, rollerblade with my purple tie-dye pants oh, down, down the Venice boardwalk. And I'm like, I'm the coolest person here, bitches. <laughs> I love you yeah. so much. So, and people probably think you are because you're emitting that energy. That's self-belief. People are like, she is the yeah. coolest person here. I don't know why I, I think, think that. She just I is. Think so people do think that. And, and you know, it's like I've been lucky though because I think I'm a nice person and people I I just know I don't know people tend to have be really accepting of me you know so I don't truly like I'm hard on myself and it's all about mission when it comes to me being out off the path and and having all this frustration and all that do you know why people love you so much (laughs) is because in those moments where you really relax into feeling like you can be yourself as someone you are you just Fully embrace your unique, authentic self, which is fascinating. And I think that there's, it's very endearing when someone reveals themselves. You know, there's something that is really intoxicating about that. And as you said, it gives the other person permission to do that too. And everyone wants to just be accepted for who they truly are. And I also like love people. Like when I'm one-on-one with someone, like I see their true soul. Like I see how they're such a beautiful, worthy person, you know, and I feel feel like I reflect that back to them. And so then they're like, wait, maybe I am like worthy, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And like, I just, I, I, I love people because of that, but then I also can't handle too many people because it's just too much sometimes. But you're a good friend to have because you make other people feel amazing. So Let's get on to how do how does one achieve a healthy sense of love for your authentic self? So on that point well, of surrounding yourself with people who you admire as someone who is really authentically amazing, like they love themselves on that your, point. Can you say your question again? So how do you achieve a healthy sense of self-love? Mm for your authentic Mm. self. How do you achieve Mm. that? So you were talking about community and mirrors and how you're around people. And when they recognize you, your game lifts up and you, you accept yourself and recognize yourself more because that person's recognizing you. So I feel like there's a serious power in community, in the friends you keep. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's so funny because my answer was going to be the opposite to that. My answer was going to be that the source of my self-confidence comes completely from my own practice of making myself a vessel of love. You know, it it has no bearing on anybody else. Uh, Well, I definitely agree. It, it does come from inside. You have to get there, but we're affected as humans. We are affected by our environment. We move into the vibration of what's around us. And if you can intentionally choose people who are happy, confident, they love themselves. Like for instance, I was in yoga today and I just noticed how he, he told us to just do the vinyasa flow and everyone was doing it. But these two girls around me were kind of tricking out and doing all these variations and poses and making it a bit harder for themselves. And I was like, oh yeah, I can do that. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I can do that too. And because of them, 
and their energy and confidence and innovativeness in that space, I got inspired to do that too and push beyond what I thought I could do. That's so interesting because I feel like we're yin and yang here because people, you take the good around you and then like integrate it. And it makes me feel good. It makes you feel good to be around people. For me, if I'm in a yoga class, like full of people, like I will absorb the pain. I will like just pull the pain from everybody. Mm -hmm. I think that's another reason why people might like me is like, I pull the pain away from them. It's like, I absorb it out of them into myself, you know? And so for me, it's like a lot more, it's, it's just, it's stressful. Okay. So that doesn't work for you. Yeah. Okay, that's a good note. But just to say, just because Take some, some people might be like me and some people might yeah, be no, like Yeah, no, there's you. been stages in my life where I've been rock bottom and I just have, I can't get in touch with my self-worth. I just can't. I'm just paralyzed and stuck in this place of just, I'm not worth anything because I've attached too much importance to jobs, relationships, health, whatever, whatever. And I have a friend by me who literally became like a a lifeboat. Mm -hmm. She just stepped into this place. I just, just being who she was effortlessly Mm. confident. I, I, I was with her and I, I could feel myself seeing that it was possible for Mm. me to get to that place Mm. of my life is together. All elements are resonant of who I truly am. And I'm powerful. I'm living a powerful life just by her being that. Mm. And so for me, I'm very influenced by my, the energy around Mm. me and the environment. And that's why I'm very intentional around the friends and influences I have in my life. Totally. But different and for I think every person. I think it's amazing, you know? I think that's great. And it's just, it's like what you had said, like, surround yourself with happy, confident people. And it's just, I, when you said that, I was like, hmm, I've just thought about myself. It's like, I don't really surround myself with happy, confident people. You know, I tend to surround myself with people who are like, need help. Hmm, that's and interesting. that, like, because I see that they're so worthy and like, I just want to infuse them with that happiness, you know, I want to help them, you know? And when I'm around a bunch of people who are like super happy and confident, it's like, it's kind of like "Mm, my services aren't needed here, you know? (laughs) That's fascinating. So you can't just sit back and enjoy it. It's It's more so just what would I enjoy? It'd be, yeah, because I can't, usually if people are super happy and confident, that means they're not really going through a spiritual awakening. And so I have nothing to talk to them about. Really? Most of the time. I don't know. I kind of beg to differ. Isn't spiritual enlightenment moving to the space of full acceptance and being love? And where that translate as being happy and light? Most of the people who are truly embodying love at this point, they've gotten to that because of hardships, either in this life or past. And it has been a battle to get there, to get to the point where I could like seriously have a conversation with someone, it's like they're, they're bad. They've been through the battle, you know, it's not like, Oh, I've just had the happiest, nicest life. And I'm like so happy and confident and like, woohoo, everything worked out for me. Like that are not usually the people that I'm like attracted to, do Mm. you know what I mean? Or that I have something in common with. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just attracted to the complexity of that that just death and rebirth journey, which comes with a spiritual context. Yes. And I can, and I can handle a lot of of heaviness. You know, I can handle a lot of like just truth from people and I can handle a lot of just like core like issue. I just, I thrive on that, you know, like I'm fine with that. Like bring it to me. I'll help you figure it out. But didn't you say you're an empath and you absorb all of that and it's really hard for you? It's really hard for me if it's unconscious, if if it's like this, people are unconscious of their pain and then I absorb it like in through the environment. But if someone's like really wanting to get down to the root of their pain, then like that is like my element, you know? Yeah. And they're having a conversation with you rather than just projecting it onto you. Okay. I mean, just to say that's how I am. That's great. You are you and that's perfect. Uh, okay, well, I wait. I want to start on this by I think it's really, 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 really important. At least for me, this is what saved me and started rebuilding my sense of self when I was just annihilated. A spiritual context to start to create a life in pulled me out of my pain body, pulled me out of my my mind loop of my stories. I'm not good enough. I'm not going to be ready. I'm not acceptable, whatever it may be. So I think that believing in something bigger than ourselves, such as, you know, spirit, God, universe, Allah, whatever you believe in. <laughs> like I threw Allah in there? Allah. Um, I think that that's a sure way to start to accept yourself and love yourself and lift up that little space where you're on the barometer. So love is all there is. I believe we're created from love 
and we are love and it's our true nature and that um, we can find our way back to that where it's just so natural for us but the mind and the ego gets in the way of that and separates us from that. Mm -hmm. So remembering our true nature Mm -hmm. and whether that be a spiritual practice, doing ceremony work, whatever it may be, meditation, I I think it's important. I think that's the key. I really do. I just, just having that connection to spirit, letting spirit fill you up because spirit can fill you up with love. Spirit can fill you up every cell of your body with like pure love. And like what is fuller and more happy and confident than that, you know? Mm. I think healing what is broken as well will help people open their hearts and accept themselves and love themselves. And, and that's a tough that's, journey. That spiritual journey is sometimes the only way to heal things that are broken, yeah. you know, and to confront it head on. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, for me, like healing what was broken, if we're going to look at that concept, I went on a mission to heal everything that was broken when I first moved to LA and I felt annihilated. Healers, yoga, great community, ceremony work. I did affirmations, reading books. I got into spirituality. I did absolutely everything to to move into those parts of myself, which I was pushing against and not accepting. And when I got to that place of fully accepting that brokenness, I could feel it starting to heal, to to dissipate. And I think that's at the foundation of this entire topic. Totally. Um, mm Hmm making choices from my gut as well, like my intuition, allowing things into my life that fully resonate with me, like a hell yes for the career path I'm on, for the person I'm spending my life with, for the food I eat. All those things I think are a way to just make sure you're living your authentic life and to make you just feel good. Mm. And to feel less frustrated and to be more in flow and more in connectedness and to be more on your mission. The Dantian point, you know what the Dantian point is? Mm. It's like, uh, I think three fingers below your belly button. It's the Dantian point. And that's like your gut. That's like the seat of intuition in a, in a way. Um, like Bruce Lee, he moved from the Dantian point. Or if you dance well, <laughs> you move from the Dantian point as well. Um, so take up belly dancing classes. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with the Dantian point. But um, I'm just, what, what, there's something that connected it, but whatever, go on. Okay. So what about the power of your mind? Obviously our entire reality is created to some degree, if not the entire degree from our, the rea- our mind and the thoughts we, we kind of grasp onto. So oh, that's the source of all unhappiness. Yeah. So what do you do to keep your mind in check and to move yourself from fear to love? For me, it's all about just making myself a vessel of love and then continuing on with my mission. And that's so like, you're that's fe- literally all there is in my life to do. Well, okay, let's break it down so it's more palatable. So for instance, you're spiraling down in an anxiety mm. attack. Mm-hmm. What do you physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually do to m- reverse that process? So when I'm going down in a, in a panic attack, it's always because I don't feel like I'm on a mission. My mission, I like feel like frustrated on my mission or that I feel people don't understand me, or I feel people are, think I'm crazy. And that's those are the triggers that cause me to go down. So for me, I usually have to be alone, settle my mind, connect myself back to spirit, realize the most important, that this is a prison planet that we're all living on, and the only thing that we can <laughs> do is make ourselves a vessel of love. And as long as we're being a vessel of love and speaking the, the truth of love, then then whatever, come what may, like that's all that matters. Okay, great. That's, that's a, the source, the greatest source of my confidence. Yeah. That I can do that, that I can make myself a vessel of love. I can connect myself to spirit and that I can, I have a mission in which I am spreading love and speaking the truth of love. And that is the core of my confidence. Great. And I think every single person needs to work out what they need to put in their toolkit. And in those moments where they feel themselves moving into the pain body, into separation, self-loathing, you turn to that toolkit, whatever it may be, and you just start using your tools that you know work for you. Do you have any tools? Yeah, I I have many tools. Uh, I kind of look at all spectrums, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, so I need to start moving my body. I'm really affected by stuck energy. Mm. I think it it creeps from my physicality up to my emotionality, up to my Mm. mind, and it just gets, yeah, it gets expressed as depression or whatever. So I've never seen you depressed. I, I'm not really one to be depressed, but I guess it, I guess it manifests in what I was talking about earlier, my story of 
pushing You're away. Not ready yeah, not pushing. ready and separation from love. Separation from love, exactly. So when I feel myself moving into that place, I try to go to yoga, I try to go for a hike, I try to get into nature, I schedule something for that weekend to just be in the vibration of nature. For me, that is really resetting mm-hmm. and healing and rem- it's rem- I remember my true connectivity to everything and it just makes me happy. I just feel happy, especially when I'm in the water. So <laughs> We are so yin and yang. It's so funny. I, know Jenna, it's I can like, see Jenna thinking, like, oh, my skin is crawling. I totally nature. Like, yeah, like Ooh, I'm like, insects. I have mosquito bites and like, I'm like <laughs> weird temperatures and I'm I'm like, oh God, I wish I just stayed home <laughs> and meditated. But this is so good because it shows everyone that there's not one way. No. You have to let your intuition no. guide you exactly. in your unique makeup and figure out what works for you. Because <laughs> clearly not everything works for everyone. No. So nature would be one, um, honestly, moving into my community, like feeling out the person who has the attributes that I feel inspired to move into within myself. So I'll find a girlfriend who's very light and open and confident and fun and we'll go have dinner. And by the end of that dinner, I'll feel inspired and I would have processed whatever I need to and gotten a really level head um, reflection on it, which diffuses it within me. So Mm. I I don't stick in my head on it and keep looping it. So that really helps. Um, I would say, make sure I'm doing myself a favor on what I'm putting into my body. Mm. So I kind of chill out on the caffeine. Raw food. Yeah. So good. Makes your body feel so good. Anything that just brings me back down to a grounded place. Um, what else do I do? As I said, therapy is just, has been such a lifesaver for me. Obviously you need to find the right therapist just to have that sounding board to bounce back your story onto and to catch your blind spots and get the tools to catch yourself each time it comes up and rewire your brain. So you're not constantly just repeating the same downward spiral. Um, hmm. I really have a couple of books. Like I have a stack of books that I just love to, I don't know, has words of wisdom to it and I can flip to pages and just get reminded about ways out, you know, out of my head and into my heart. And honestly, like just hugs. (laughs) Like I will just say, Carrie, I'm having a really rough day. I just need you to hug me. Just hold me and not say anything. Yeah. I feel like my heart against his and just feeling like I can collapse for a second makes every, everything feel okay. So the physical touch, going for a massage, whatever it may be. So yeah, I got (laughs) a couple of things. I know you're like, no, don't touch me. Um, affirmations. I used to use affirmations all the time as well. When there were moments where I I genuinely couldn't get in touch with me accepting myself, I forced myself to repeat, I love myself, I am perfect, I am ready, I am am able and confident, I am um, worthy. And I'm worthy of love, I'm worthy of abundance, I'm worthy of whatever. And if I, even if I didn't believe it, I said it, I looked in the mirror, I wrote it down, I said it out loud, and I could feel it opening me up. And let me just say on that note that every single person on this earth is worthy and is worthy of love and is worthy of loving themselves. Just like every animal on this earth is worthy of finding food in nature and finding water. And just like that, it's our birthright. Mm -hmm. It's our birthright to be connected. It's our birthright to be loved and to be worthy. So no, everything that takes us away from that is a lie that we got mm-hmm. told in our childhood or something. Mm-hmm. Everything is a lie that takes us away from that. Mm-hmm. Every single person deserves that. I agree. And I think that we we do deserve love and abundance and everything that you said. But I also think that the key to that is to starting with your own self. The absolute key. Of course. Like I have a case study, someone really close to me who unfortunately has zero, she's on the spectrum of zero on the barometer. Or negative. Negative, yeah. She really just genuinely cannot get 
in touch with an iota of self-love. And, and she's so lovable. She's so lovable and beautiful and talented. She's got everything See, going for her. See, but this is the her. exact type of person that I'm attracted to <laughs> because I just want to like lift them up and be like, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. But the thing, the interesting thing is, is that no matter how much I tell her how talented, beautiful, wonderful, important she is, it's not enough because there is a deep, deep-seated belief that I think spawned from her childhood that she believes she's unworthy of being loved and therefore she can't possibly love herself. And it's a vicious cycle because the more she hates on herself, the more she pushes away love and she pushes away abundance and pushes away opportunities and friendships and health. And I can see it manifesting as fatigue. You know that the resistance, like emotional, mental resistance to loving yourself or to the world or to acceptance moves, manifests as fatigue. One way it can manifest. It can manifest yeah. a whole different uh, Of, of course, but, but a in, lot in of that, the time yeah. when people are Tired. constantly exhausted, there is something in their life they're pushing up against, mm. something they're rejecting. Mm-hmm. When if you flip that into just acceptance, there's more of an energetic flow in your system. So... Yeah, sometimes you just got to accept that people won't accept themselves and not take it on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And everyone's on their own journey, on their own path. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have an invitation? Yeah, I have an invitation. My invitation to everyone who's with us is to be real with yourself and give yourself a rating out of 10 to see where you lie on the self-love scale. But don't get down on yourself. Don't get down on yourself <laughs> about <love>. it. <laughs> So try figure out what story you have made up to keep you from fully accepting and loving yourself. Commit to three steps that we've discussed today every day. Exercise those three steps every day to see how the light starts to shine through when you give it half a chance. Be a witness to your life and how life can be when you open up to love. You will be blessed. Mm -hmm. Hashtag blessed. Make yourself a vessel of love, people. Yeah, that's all there is. That's all there is. It's the only reality, the only truth. So everything good will come to you if you love yourself. So yeah, it's a very worthy, important pursuit. And with that, we love you. Mm -hmm. We love you so much. We fully accept you in all your uniqueness and differentness and differences. And we just am so happy that you're with us on this mission. So we believe in you and we love you. And that's it for today. Thank you for joining us. Find us on Instagram, by the way. Oh yeah, if you if you're not, follow us on Instagram. It's really fun, so Just, that we can we can give you some love. Yeah, exactly. And reach out to world. us and give us a review, five star review, if you wish, or leave a comment. We honestly re- every, we read every single comment. They make Amber cry. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they really made me cry. I feel really touched Here's to know joy. that. You know, we all are affecting each other. And as you move into your best self, others around you will, you know, rise up to meet you there too. So we love you. Love you. And we will see you next time. Ta-ta for now. Ta-ta. Bye. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment, and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.